welcome to this, another episode of Ask an Assistant. I'm your host, Jess Lindgren, and today I have my very first question. I am so excited because without all of you, I don't have a show. So my dear friend Jada of JadaSellner.com fame reached out and asked a wonderfully deep and nuanced question that sparked my interest in talking about Administrative Professionals Day and appreciating the support people in your lives in general. So without further ado, here's Jada's question. Hey Jess, I'd love to hear what ways that Pat has appreciated you from gifts large and small to bonuses and everything in between. I want to know what really lights you up and feels meaningful. I'm always looking for creative ways to appreciate my right hand who's been with me for over five and a half years, and I'd love some guidance for how often to show my appreciation. Also, what are things that may feel the opposite of that? Things for people to be cautious of to not deter their admin away. Thank you so much for writing in with your question, Jada. I really appreciate it, and I am so excited to dive in and talk about appreciating the administrative professionals in your life. Uh, We will be focusing today on appreciating administrative folks specifically in this episode. And while some of the concepts can definitely be applied to other employee relationships, there is a different, more specific conversation to be had about employee appreciation in general. So be sure to listen to that in it. Listen for that in a future episode. Let's start off today with a brief history of Administrative Professionals Day, since that is rapidly approaching. It's currently April 11th as I'm recording this, and Administrative Professionals Day is just a short, I want to say like week and a half away. So let's dive in. The National Secretaries Association, or the NSA, was formed in 1942 and celebrated the first Secretaries Week June 1st through the 7th in 1952. The NSA changed its name to Professional Secretaries International, or PSI, in 1981, and subsequently to International Association of Administrative Professionals, or IAAP, in 1998, and that that name continues through to this very day. Uh, In the year 2000, Secretary's Week and Day was changed to Administrative Professionals Week and Day and is celebrated in the United States the last full week in April. This year, it's the week of April 19th, with Administrative Professionals Day being Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. I really love what the IAAP says on their website about Administrative Professionals Day, and this is a direct quote, so skip the flowers and the treats. This day was started by IAAP in 1952 to provide administrative professionals a collective voice. The administrative profession deserves a seat at the table as a business partner, not minute taker. Admins should not expect to be recognized during this week and day, but instead should use this time to speak up and ask for the things that they need to be successful, like commensurate pay and professional development opportunities. Why? because the success of admins makes the businesses they support more efficient. If time is money, then admins are worth their weight in gold. I was recently interviewed on the Smart Passive Income podcast, episode 473, where Pat and I touched on Administrative Professionals Day, and I mentioned during the course of that interview that there has been some discussion about whether to keep celebrating or not. The reasoning in my mind at the time of that interview was twofold. One, that there aren't days to celebrate every role within an office or a company, which can 
definitely set you up to create some resentment between employees. And two, it shouldn't just be one day a year that business um, that businesses and executives ex- express appreciation for their administrative professionals. I really, really wish that I had read the IAAP's statement on the matter before bringing it up on that interview because their view on Administrative Professionals Weekend Day is just completely awesome. I love taking it and reframing it from a time to expect gifts to a time to advocate not only for ourselves, but for others who will come after us in the roles. Uh, The field has become so much more open, kind, and collaborative in recent years, which is so important because the role of the administrative professional tends to be relatively unique in any given organization and therefore fairly isolated. So I just love that they've taken it and made it something that really really is about more than the individual as the administrative professional and more about the profession at large, the community of administrative professionals and what it means for current employees and people to come in the future. So IAAP, you are fantastic and I will definitely be learning more about you in the coming days, weeks, and months, and definitely encourage anyone who is an administrative professional or wants to learn more to check out their website. I believe it's iaap-hq.org or .com. I will make sure that that is, I'm stalling very poorly right now, iaap-hq.org. And now, steering away from Administrative Professionals Day or Week specifically and back to Jada's questions at hand, I would love to talk about the ways that I have been appreciated in the past and how my current executive shows his appreciation now. Uh, In an early executive assistant role, I would help the executive that I supported with all of her gifting for the year. And uh, we would tend to work about a month in advance so that I had time to research options, she had time to choose, and I would have time to buy and wrap all of the gifts. Her assistant yours truly, uh, was always on her list of gift recipients, and that included my birthday, Christmas, work anniversary, and uh, often my personal anniversary with my husband. So my executive and I would play a fun little game of your assistant special day is coming up. What would you like to get them to mark the occasion? Uh, My executive would provide a budget I would provide a list of three to five options within her range, and she would choose her favorite from the list. Following that, I would buy it, leave it on her desk, uh, wrap it, you know, buy it, wrap it, leave it on her desk, and she would move it to my desk on the appropriate day, which, to be honest, it was kind of the best. Like, I always knew that I was going to get a gift that I truly wanted a gift that really felt like a gift. Um, I would then get to gush to her about how great the dinner was at the restaurant that just opened down the street or how relaxed I was and refreshed and rejuvenated after the massage at my favorite spa or show off the haircut that I got at her fancy salon that I would never in a million years pay for to go to myself unless it was a gift. So I always gave her a thoughtful handwritten thank you note afterward. She kept them in a drawer in her desk. It was truly just the best gifting relationship professionally that I've ever had. Um, If you as the executive gifting or showing appreciation to your assistant, if gifting isn't your strong suit, I highly recommend this method. You know, I can clearly remember every single gift that that executive gave me even years later. Everything was perfect to a T. She got 
what she needed out of that gifting relationship was to know that it was appreciated and used. And I got a truly special and memorable experience or meal or token of appreciation as a result. And it was fantastic. Uh, The ways that my current executive with whom I have been working since 2014 has appreciated me over the years involves both tangible and intangible ways of appreciation. So Pat really loves giving gifts, and I'm extremely hard to buy for. I have a bunch of food allergies, and I'm extremely selective about what comes into my home. Uh, When my husband and I moved to California a few years ago, we got rid of about, mm, I would say, 75% of all of our stuff. And I'm talking clothes, shoes, accessories, luggage, kitchen stuff, furniture. I mean, we just literally came here with very, very little. We didn't want to get all the way to California and find out that our beloved couch that we had bought 10 years ago, well, not 10 years ago, we hadn't been together 10 years ago at that point, but, um, you know, we didn't want to find out that our favorite couch wouldn't fit through our front door or try to wrestle our bed all the way up to, from the garage to the main level to the upstairs where our bedroom is you know, we would much rather have just had the furniture delivered and know that it'll fit. And if it didn't fit, then we would be in a position to return it. Anyway, California tangent aside, uh, when we downsized our stuff, we also downsized our space by about 65%. And there just isn't room for a lot of stuff inside of our home. So personally, I think I touched on this just a minute ago. I would much rather have an experience than a physical item or something that's small, meaningful, and thoughtful. Uh, Over the, I think we determined seven years, seven full years, start of the eighth year that Pat and I have been working together, here's a couple of examples that came to mind for me. Uh, Early in our working relationship, Pat gave me a Funko Pop toy, Funko Pop doll, statue, what, what are they? They're Funko Pop. He gave me a Funko Pop of joy from Pixar's Inside Out. And I hadn't actually seen the movie, but when he gave it to me, he just, he said something really sweet. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was just, you know, just here's this, you know, I I saw this and it really made me think of you and you bring a lot of joy to my life. And when I finally did see the movie, it made me just so incredibly happy I mean, dare I say joyful, it made me very joyful. It made me feel really special and really just appreciated the time and effort and thought that went into something, you know, seemingly small like a desk toy. And it just, it it was so special to me and I actually still have it now to this day. And um, another example, in 2017, we ran our first live event together and it went so well. Uh, As a company that primarily operated in the online sphere, live events didn't really seem like a thing that we were going to do until we did. It was just kind of, hey, let's let's try running this event and see what happens. And it went well. And until COVID happened, we couldn't be stopped. Uh, Live events are actually the thing that Pat and I as a team do best. Um, But we were walking around downtown Disney after the event that we held in Anaheim and he just was was just so jazzed up and so excited that it had gone well and he's like Jess I just I really I really want to buy you something to show my appreciation and I had come to California for a long weekend to help host and run the event and came with a carry-on suitcase and didn't really have space to bring anything big 
home with me. So after grabbing coffee and lunch, we were kind of winding down our time at downtown Disney and we walked past a little hut that was selling enamel pins. And it just occurred to me in that moment, I said, you know what, here's something that you can buy for me. It'll fit perfectly in my suitcase. And I, it right, right on that very day was when our little enamel pin collection was born. I don't know if you follow Pat on Instagram. I think I might have posted about it a couple of times too. But now after every milestone, no matter how big or how small, if we do a live event, if we have a successful course launch, uh, land a really exciting podcast guest that we've been trying to get for a while, if a speaking engagement goes well, I pick out a set of pins and we each get one as a little kind of a little token, a little reminder of all that we've accomplished as a team. And we have just kind of a huge collection at this point. And it's always fun to see them and remember all of those achievements. Uh, On the intangible side of things, my personal love language is words of affirmation in a huge way. And Pat gives that to me in droves. I never have to worry if he appreciates the work that I do. I know he tells me all the time and it's fantastic. Like it's never effusive. It's not insincere. It's always something very, you know, at the end of our one-on-one, we meet once a week for a 30 minute one-on-one and he'll just kind of in a passing comment, he'll say, oh, Jess, you just make my life so much easier. And you can hear it in his voice that he just, he means it. It's not just lip service. He's not like, oh, Jess's language of appreciation, you know, words of appreciation are her love language. I better make sure I pump her up this week. It's, that's just who he is. Like he's very good at speaking that particular love language. I never have to wonder if he appreciates my work. And if I ever feel uncertain, I ask and he, you know, he'll say, oh man, it's been a while. I'm, I'm so sorry. You're wonderful. You're still great. And it, it, it feels really good. Not going to lie. Uh, Pat also makes time, gives me an ear to listen and empathy whenever I'm stressed out. It's really important to have somebody who gets the unique challenges that accompany your specific role in any given organization. And it's such a relief to know that Pat is there if I ever need to vent. Thankfully, those instances have been few and far between, but when they have happened, he's always dropped everything, made it a priority, and made sure that we were 100% on the same page, that we were on the other side of it, and stronger as a result. Uh, The last thing that I have in the intangible category is I have Pat's complete confidence in me to do my job, which includes boundless flexibility and autonomy. I can work when my brain is at its best with plenty of room in my schedule for self-care like exercise, playing with my cats, eating well, so long as I get my work done. And trust me, he will notice, listeners to the podcast will notice, all kinds of people, like so many things in the organization, within the organization, outside of the organization, people will know if I'm not doing my job. If things aren't getting done, it does not go unnoticed. So the how, the when, and the where really doesn't matter to him. We've got seven, the start of eight years working together. We have so much trust built up and Pat gave me that trust from day one. You know, coming from a a long line of micromanagers in my past, executives that I've supported that have been kind of micromanagey, having this flexibility and autonomy means the absolute world to me. So that's how I personally like to be appreciated. 
small, thoughtful gifts, lots of verbal praise, and trust that I will get things done when they need to be done. And by virtue of doing my job, I make his life easier and better. There's really nothing that can top that for me. When it comes to appreciating the administrative professionals in your lives, here are some suggestions. Uh, I would say that quarterly, roughly quarterly, so once every three months, is a good schedule for something tangible. It can be something as simple as a note and a little treat. Uh, It can be as grand as an all-expenses-paid vacation when vacations are a thing again, or anything in between. Really, truly, do what's best for your budget, and don't be afraid to consult with your accountant to determine what that number is. Um, There can definitely be tax implications involved, or if you were giving something like a vacation or a physical experience, you may even want to consult with your lawyer to make sure that that's an okay thing to do, that all of your bases are covered. Never be afraid to bring bring in an expert. Uh, By and large, you'll know in the moment if something like words of appreciation would be, well, uh, appreciated. (laughs) A simple, thanks so much for your help on specific aspect of specific project goes a long way. Administrative work definitely falls under the category of invisible work, and it's so gratifying to hear when the work that we've done has caught someone's eye. It just... Yeah, so many years of moving mountains and people really only noticing when something goes wrong, when something gets missed, giving that little nudge, that little, you know, quick little, hey, that thing that you did, that was really great, can really, I mean, for me personally, that can leave me floating for days or weeks, just knowing that, you know, something was was seen and appreciated. Uh, If you have a company newsletter where other departments or employees get recognition or maybe you talk about big client wins or something like that on an internal basis, be sure to include your administrative professional in there somewhere, especially if your assistant, receptionist, or office manager is the person who typically writes those newsletters up. Be sure to just stop by and play that same little game. Hey, 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 assistant person. Hey, Jess, just make sure when you're typing up this week's newsletter, uh, the executive assistant in the office did this great thing and make sure a note about that is included. Um, that, that can really mean a lot. And uh, if you find that you don't have a sense for when intangible appreciation is appropriate or that tangible appreciation, like if you need help setting the schedule, if you need help choosing gifts, if you need to beef up the habit of appreciation, don't be afraid to set reminders, whether it's in your calendar, on your phone, or lean on someone else, like your administrative professional, who does have that skill, who can really help you. I will say, too, that every assistant is different. Uh, Every administrative professional, not just assistants, but every administrative professional is different. And the things that I've talked about so far will have varying degrees of success from person to person. So the biggest piece of advice I want to leave you with is ask. Ask your administrator how they like to be appreciated. Ask for specific brands, store names, if there are any items that should be avoided due to allergy or preference. For example, when I lived in Minneapolis, I went to Target at least once a week. Like, at least. Minnesota is the motherland of Target, and it's our natural habitat. Here in California, I never go to Target. They're all far away. They come in weird shapes and sizes. Like the Target that's closest to me is 
it's called like a Target Express, I think. So it has like 5% of a, of, of like half the departments that a normal Target would have. So like the Target Express doesn't have, I don't think you can buy any furniture, but you can buy like a TV and an Xbox in the technology section, a handful of video games, a handful of DVDs. You can buy some groceries, but not everything. Like it might have some fresh stuff, but not frozen or vice versa. It has a selection of clothes. But again, this being California, you can pretty much always buy a bathing suit and flip-flops, but you can't necessarily buy a basic t-shirt or a pair of jeans or a dress. So just like I said, they're kind of weird shapes and sizes. They're really spaced out. California is very much a car-driven city. Um, meaning you you need to have a car to get around to get to places. And the targets tend to be in kind of, based on where I live, they're, they're kind of inconvenient to get to. So here in California, I never go to Target. In Minnesota, I would have used up a Target gift card in no time. Here in California, I'd way rather have a gift card for something like In-N-Out or Pokey One and Half, something that's walkable to my home, something that's easy for me to get to, and something that I really enjoy. Um, incorporate gifting into your onboarding process. Personally, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm allergic to black pepper. I'm allergic to beeswax and propolis. My accountants slip questions about allergies and gifting into their intake paperwork. And when I received a birthday gift of vegan chocolate bar, they are so beautiful. I forget exactly what the brand is, but it was like vegan, raw chocolate that used dates instead of caramel but tasted just like caramel they had like a double chocolate brownie bite flavor there was like a rose hip rose water flavor stunning stunningly beautiful dark chocolate I was completely blown away by just how thoughtful the gift was and it was a hundred percent safe for me to eat a lot of times when I get a box of milk chocolate I don't get to enjoy that. I have to give it to my husband. So like knowing that those little things and are, are, are taken care of, especially if gifting isn't your strong suit, if you just kind of slip it into your intake paperwork, I forgot my accountant even asked. You know, you're when you're onboarding a new client or vendor or service, there's so much new stuff in that relationship. And then when the gift comes around to six, 12 months later, you know, you as the gifter, gifter look like a total pro. So truly just slip it into your intake paperwork, whether it's intake with a new vendor or onboarding a new, a new employee. Uh, lastly, don't be afraid to get creative. You can offer bonus PTO. Um, that can be part of salary negotiations as an appreciation thing. Um, you can offer a bonus comp day if someone's been working hard or extra hours you can get more or better insurance options to offer if you're in the U.S. I have worked at companies that offered things like pet insurance, um, you know, or a, a bronze, silver, and gold dental option, or you know, just like things to show that you care, um, and giving each employee uh, some choice in that matter can really go a long way. Uh, set a company culture of flexible working hours so that employees can fit in a visit to the DMV, picking up a sick kid from school, taking their cat to the vet or a yoga class without feeling like they need to dip into PTO, you know, just like making that a priority, like 
people will definitely make their work a priority too. But when you give that flexibility and freedom, it just, it really goes a long way toward people's quality of life. Um, And lastly, as the IAAP suggested, offer resources to your assistant, like books, conference tickets, or professional development opportunities as often as you can. On the flip side of that, and to round out Jada's question, here's what not to do. Do not forget. Please don't forget. I have a hand, I've personally experienced a handful of occasions where my birthday was celebrated one year and not the next, or a work anniversary gift was a box of milk chocolates that I then had to give to my husband. So, you know, I've touched on this a couple of times. If you struggle with gift giving, I strongly encourage you to enlist the help of the person in your company who has the time, the bandwidth, and the talent for gift giving. Even if they're gifting themselves, it'll show that you treat their special occasion as a priority and that you want to see it done right. I have yet to meet an administrative professional who doesn't like getting to pick out their own gift. So truly do not be afraid to lean on the person when that's their zone of genius. The other thing not to do is do not gift unequally. Employee gifting is a way bigger undertaking than you might think. It involves deep and sharp attention to detail, and you have to give consistently across the board. If you give one employee a gift when their biological baby is born, but another employee isn't gifted when they adopt, or if you miss just one birthday, it can be absolutely tragic for morale. It's it's hard, and it's so awkward to stand up and say, hey, um, excuse me, I wasn't gifted. Like nobody wants to be that person. So, you know, really, truly be intentional when you gift. Do not gift unequally. Um, And one time I worked at a company where I got to do administrative professionals day gifts for the whole company. And anyone with the word assistant in their title got a gift. The company only wanted to gift the office managers, but I advocated for and got the budget to make sure that I was able to include all of the administrative professionals in five countries, six offices, and dozens of departments. I have been personally the executive assistant or the office manager who gets fawned over while the receptionist or HR assistant or other administrative professional is looked over. It's not fun for either one of us. So make sure that you're gifting everyone or you're gifting no one. episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Executives, I hope you're all brimming with ideas for how to appreciate the administrative professionals in your lives. And administrative folks, I hope that you're feeling motivated to ask for the resources and appreciation methods that you need to feel valued in your work. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you have a question that you'd like me to consider for the show, please visit askanassistant.com and click the appropriate button. Uh, I don't have a show without you, so please, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask. I'm here to help make you more efficient and effective in your work so you can more thoroughly enjoy your leisure time. Please don't forget, the only stupid question is the question that you don't ask. Ask an Assistant is a production of Gal Friday 612. Craft services provided by Bobby Table's breakfast membership and production support, whether I want it or not, comes courtesy of Vinyasa Thumbs, Spot, and George, the SoCal Cat Squad. 
until next time, step away from your desk, give your eyes a rest, move your body however you're able, and take care. <laughs>